Hey everyone, my name is Yara and you're listening to the DIY Small Business Podcast. Really happy to have you here and to spend a bit of time exploring what it means to be more resilient in our businesses and what we can do to diversify our income streams this year and bring our practices online if that's what we want to do. Before I start, just a few announcements. I am back in podcasting mode, so you will hear a lot more from me over the rest of the summer. Please let me know if you have any questions or things that you want me to cover. I really enjoy yeah, riffing on specific, specific things that you would like to know more about. So message me on Instagram or send me an email at hello at yarrowdigital.com and I'll record an episode about your question if I think that I can answer it. Um, my book is coming out very soon, probably this week. I'm just waiting for it to be released on Ingram Sparks. So stay tuned for that. By the time you're listening, it might already be out, in which case you'll find the link in the show notes. And then finally, the Embodied Business Community is opening again in late August, so about in, in about four weeks. And this is a year-long group coaching program where we have monthly group coaching calls and live workshops, as well as co-working spaces and Monday accountability posts and a really cool community on Mighty Networks where we ask questions and talk to each other about what's really happening in our businesses. I feel that this community is really based around the values and conversations that we had on the podcast in the last few years. And so if that's your jam, you might enjoy that. The price for a year is going to be $300 and there's going to be payment plans as well. And you will also get a one-off mentoring session with me, which I'm very excited about. It's a great way to get to know everyone. Okay, so today's episode is about moving things online building more resilience in our businesses and really thinking about how we're affected this year by the pandemic and what that means moving forward. So beginning with how we're affected, I'm really wanting to invite you to make some space to sit with the anxiety, the grief, sadness, discomfort, whatever it is you're feeling about what has been happening in your business in the last few months. I know there's been huge waves of uncertainty and sometimes chaos for all of us. There's been different levels of support from our governments. Sometimes that has been helpful, sometimes not so much. It hasn't even always been clear in terms of what it means and who can receive it. And that's really hard. It's really difficult to know what the next two years or however long this is going to play out will look like how the economy as a whole is going to be affected and then how the communities that we're a part of are going to be affected. And just making some space for yourself to see how that feels. Maybe you want to journal about it. I'm also inviting you to not make any assumptions about what you need or what this means to you. I think in times of change, it's easy to fall into these narratives of like, I should be resilient in this particular way or I still have work, so I should be really grateful. I'm certainly grateful for the work that I have, but I'm also allowing myself to feel sad about other things that I have lost. And I'm honoring that there's different ways of preparing for whatever comes next. So sometimes, you know, that looks like spending a lot of time with Excel sheets, thinking really carefully about my finances, thinking about things that maybe I can simplify. And other times it looks like building resilience in my body and meditating more and trying to get my head to a space where I can be a little bit more creative and adaptive, which has been really hard, especially in the first few months. 
I also really like creating more spaces that, that allow you know room for us to be true and to say what's really in our mind and what we're worried about because so often in small business entrepreneurial worlds there is a tendency to say only what has been really successful or what feels really good and yeah it's important that we're staying human and that we connect with each other about how we're feeling about things. I also feel like this is a time where we are particularly called to really think about what it means to prioritize creative problem solving skills over plain productivity. So being adaptive and being able to respond rather than just react to things like what can that look like for you and your business right now. And then beyond that, what other things can you name that make you feel resilient in your body and in your business? For me, the, the first answer that comes to mind has always been having savings and having financial stability. And that makes sense because that's something I've not really had growing up and something that felt very unstable and tender, especially in the beginning of my business. But I think there's actually more than that. And I want to honor that financial stability and having my basic needs met is really important for me and my communities, but there's also other things that can make me feel resilient, such as being part of a community where I can be myself or having access to healing tools, like being able to walk in the woods or going to the beach or having a sense that I still have some choices and that I have resources in place that might help me get through periods of less income. So if you like, you can pause the recording and take a moment and write about what this means to you, what it means to be resilient and to be able to adapt this year. Many people have moved their practice online, especially people that have been affected by lockdowns in a way that meant they couldn't be of service the way that they used to anymore, they couldn't sell any products. And many people have shifted what they're offering completely, which is amazing and, and probably also a bit scary and just a really big deal. You probably had imagined your business to grow in different ways and you found yourself having to make choices that you really hadn't seen coming in any way. But maybe this is a good time to ask yourself what services, skills or products you can offer online and... Also, what do you want to offer people right now? And how has that changed? So when you think about what your customers really want and need and what they needed last summer versus what they need right now, how has that changed? How is that different? Is there maybe different buying behavior or different services that they require, different formats or boundaries? And then maybe also looking around your industry and seeing How are the people adapting? What are they doing? What's working for them? And how do you see that possibly working for you as well? Another thing I want to offer in, in thinking about resilience is the fact that we can engage our customers and our communities in our future. And I think we see this all the time. Like in my local high street, for example, businesses are very honest about how hard it's been to not be able to open to customers or to organize deliveries, for example. And many of them have done such an amazing job. Like we have this local bakery now where you can pre-order your um, bread and then instead of queuing up and going into the shop, you can just kind of um, 
grab it at the window and it's prepaid or we have another shop that has done deliveries almost throughout lockdown which has been so helpful for many people who couldn't get any um, supermarket delivery uh, slots here so I think there's a mutual investment between the local community and these businesses on the high street because obviously we're all understanding that there's a real threat to the diversity that we're seeing um, in the shops that are available to us and we all want to sustain and support these small businesses and they are letting us know how we can do that by pre-ordering, by committing to a subscription, by utilizing online offerings that they may have. There's also um, a bookshop in Glasgow, for example, called Categories is Books, um, which is run by two amazing queers. And I love ordering books for them at the time where I can't go to my local bookshop. And it just means too much, so much to me. And the more that they, the businesses that I support also share about what that means to them, the more committed I feel and the more I, f I can really sense that we're in, a, in an interconnected network together. So I'm inviting you to um, kind of think about ways in which you can maybe involve your clients and your communities in the well-being of your business and in which, in which ways you can maybe allow yourselves to communicate what's hard for you right now and what you have to offer and in what ways you're aiming to adapt. So this could, for example, look like starting a Patreon or a crowdfunding campaign. It could just mean sharing your thoughts and processes around what you're doing right now. It can just mean like some extra honesty, or it can look like inviting people to buy a few vouchers for the future or setting up a subscription with you. I think that we really kind of underestimate sometimes how open people are to getting involved if they can see that it really makes a difference to you. I also want to share a quote by Kate from Wonderworld Consulting, who's also been on the podcast. She recently sent out a newsletter and said that a lot of businesses will survive this year by becoming smaller, more intimate versions of themselves. And I want to read that again because it really meant so much to me to read that. It was such a big aha moment. I was like, yeah, I'm willing to become a smaller, more intimate version of myself. I don't know exactly what that means, and it might be hard, but It feels like the way through. So I'm going to read it again. A lot of small businesses will survive this year by becoming smaller, more intimate versions of themselves. This is by Kate of Wonderworld Consulting. Check her work out. So maybe this is a moment to kind of just take a really deep breath and see how this is landing in your body. What does it mean to become a smaller, more intimate, maybe also more transparent, more open version of yourself in your business. And then when you're grounding that, how might that shift your offerings? Maybe you're offering donation-based online classes or consultations. Maybe you're experimenting with different kinds of pricing modules while also holding really clear and firm boundaries for you around your time and energy and your creativity. Maybe you're building a Patreon Maybe you're providing a space to connect and process. Maybe you're running an online group or a self-study course. Or maybe you're creating something at home that you can post to people. And also allowing yourself to be discerning. When, so when you're hearing about all these options and you're looking around your own industry and there's all these ideas popping up, you still get to choose. You don't have to do all these things and 
You don't even have to justify saying no to something if it doesn't feel right for you. Another thing I want to touch on is working with downtime. So many people find themselves with extra time or like gaps in their booking. I usually would work design book one project at the time and things have been a bit slower over the summer, which isn't totally unusual. Summer is often a time where people have other things in their mind than building a new website. But yeah, it's been tangible. I've been doing more mentoring, which I also really enjoy, but it's a different way of working, I guess. And so in May and June, for example, I've written a book, which is, which is like I mentioned, coming out this week, hopefully. It's called Rituals, Simple and Radical Practices for Enchantment in Times of Crisis. It's not super long, like about 150 pages. And I just felt that at that time, it, it was good for me to get up every morning and write a thousand words before doing anything else. So that's how I did it. And I don't want to play into productivity culture too much. I also want to say that I've given myself so much time and space to just flip down and cry and eat in, in that time. But that felt like a structure that I could really commit to. And it was also kind of, you know, like not cluttering my time, but it was filling some of the extra time that came from not being able to be social. And it made me feel less lonely. So maybe there's also a way that you can work with downtime that feels good for you. Maybe you want to write a zine for your book. Maybe you want to start a podcast or record a course or just pour a little bit more energy into making connections and building community around your business. There's many resources around building a Patreon or other creative projects on this podcast. So maybe if you have the time, you want to go back into the archive and check those out and see what applies to you. Again, giving yourself so much permission to be discerning and to not take all these different things on, but just to see if there's one thing that feels really good for you to do right now. There's also lots and lots of tech tools that can support you in that, and what I see a lot around me at the moment is that people feel really overwhelmed with options or not really sure where to start, which I think is so human because our brains are so overloaded with information right now. There's so much going on, so much to take in, and so much shifting all the time. So of course that will be hard. But I think the main thing that I want to kind of encourage you to hold onto is that there's always a resource for whatever you want to do. So for example, if you want to set up a booking system for online consultations and you don't know how something like Acuity works, you can totally find a tutorial on YouTube. There's definitely one for whichever software you want to use. There are episodes on here about building a Patreon. You can learn about how you can work with Zoom. There's information out there on YouTube that shows you exactly how to set up a SoundCloud account for your podcast. Really, everything that you might need to know or might have to figure out is out there. So don't force yourself to do it all yourself. You can definitely just turn to people who will share information and have done what you're trying to do. This is not, you know, this is not about you doing everything yourself. I'm also encouraging people to really think about how this is affecting the way they share and create content in their business right now. So maybe this is a good time to come back to some core questions like how do I want to trade with people? What are the core values in my business? And what kinds of goals feel good right now? And then as a next step, if you want, you can come up with a content planning sheet 
which I love doing and color coordinating. And I'm just kind of like really setting these core values. And I'm thinking about, okay, how does this show up for me on Instagram? How does this manifest in my podcast? What does it look like in my newsletter? And I'm really writing it down. It sounds simple, but really putting it into words and committing to what you want to share in which space and how is going to make kind of staying active in your marketing so much easier because you're not constantly reinventing the wheel. You're not um, opening Instagram feeling like, oh my God, I feel like I haven't shared in ages. I don't know what to say. I don't even know where to begin because you have done this groundwork. It really makes it so much easier. And also I have another episode on content strategy planning. So if this resonates with you and you want to explore that more, go check that out. And then finally, I think it's really important that we think about the user experience right now. How are people getting to know you and how has that state of mind maybe changed? What does it mean for them to be overwhelmed and then kind of reach out for something that you might have to offer? And so where do you want to draw attention to and how are you inviting interaction? And where do you need strong boundaries the most so that you're not depleting yourself? I know in this episode I've kind of given you more questions than answers. I will put them in the show notes and I really hope that they're useful and that you might make some time to journal about them because that's so often where the magic happens and it's so tempting to say, oh, I just answered this in my mind. But trust me when I say it's so much more magical and effective if you can also trace your thought process back. If a year from now you can open your journal and be like, oh yeah, this is what this has been like and this is where I've come to now and this is how these two spaces are different. I think that's really powerful and I really wish that for you. So thank you so much for listening. Do reach out to me if you'd like business mentoring or a website done for you. I am definitely available for that and I'm grateful for your time. Thank you.